0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now it is the noon o'clock hour. We bring in Darren Smith and on every noon o'clock hour, brought to you by College Gracing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. What's up, Darren? Darren. Darren. Where is he? Boy, I
2: got to hit you up there there. Uh, on, on the DM because uh, I, I need to figure out. I need to find out what you're doing with that weight loss. thing. I'm going to hit you up after the show. And all
3: right, right man. Yeah, hit show. me up. Darren, you can't have the best suits and be small. We, gonna, we might hate on that move. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah, the
2: problem is, Darren, you're going to need all new That's suits. That's true. That's true. That's the good thing about having a suit sponsor <laughs> that comes <laughs> with the territory. That's true. But it's, obnox- it's a little
0: obnoxious. Like Joe Thomas is. It's obnoxious that he's gotten so skinny. Oh. I don't think there's anything obnoxious
2: about. I'm, I'm trying kidding. to be like even. I'm, fool, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I live longer. But see, yeah, the, the problem I have is too. that. You know, the, the problem I have is that Kansas City is, is a barbecue baron, and one of my sponsors is, is the OG Ollie Gates the Gates Barbecue. So. It's hard when I walk in and they give me free
0: food. Yeah, that is tough. Devastating. Is hey, uh, Darren, let's start, let's start with Juan Thornhill because you you DM'd me. We were exchanging some messages the other day about Thornhill, and you you said you said I'll quote you. You said you are going to love Thornhill. Tell us why we're going to love him.
2: Well, one, he's a, I mean, he's a smart professional football player. You know, you, you worry about character issues a lot of times dealing with you know, dealing with some players in Kansas City has had its fair share, even if you wanna look at Frank Clark with you know, some of the issues that he dealt with even before he came to Kansas City and while he was here. Juan well, Thornton is some is a player that you don't have to worry about on the field or off the field. He's a smart player. He's the first rookie to ever start in Steve Spagnuolo's uh, uh, defensive system, wow, really? and that says a lot like, because he doesn't like to he, he doesn't like to start rookies. And of course, Trent McDuffie and a few others over the last couple of years have started in that system and so you have a smart football player for one. So him moving from uh, from Spags over to Swartz, it, it's it's gonna, it's I mean, it's a it's a wash uh, from from where I look at. He's someone that you know has overcome. Adversity, You know, when he tore his ACL in the season finale, or the regular season finale of the, of the year that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, he worked himself back into the starting lineup the following year. Now, he did get benched some because, you know, because his play, because he, he was worried about uh, doing damage. But even after that, you know, helping the team get back to the Super Bowl and then, of course, winning this year, he played alongside some great players and Tyron Matthew and Justin Reed. I just think that you all are going to get a ball hog, someone who – who, um, who, who would plan with Justin Reed and and and, and to be honest, be covering Tyron Matthews, would lay the big hit. And he's someone that I think that uh, fans will, will grow attached to. And like I said, above all, he's a smart football player. You want to worry about him on or off the field. Uh, you know, uh,
3: Darren, Jay says this all the time. He looks at it to Chiefs and say, if, if uh, you know, that organization that Andrew Reed don't sign you or bring you back or go in another direction, it kind of gives him a little flag in his head saying, like, why is this guy not there? In the case with Thornhill, why did um, why did they choose not to bring him back? He seems like a young player. He seems to be heady in, in all the great attributes you mentioned, but they didn't bring him back.
2: Um, I'm going to give you a little secret, and I've talked about this on my pregame show over the last couple of years. The Chiefs are doing the the New England Patriots playbook, and, and what I mean by that is they're drafting well, and, and I can't take anything away from the scouting department. They draft well. They have hit well. If you look at what they did two years ago, when uh, after they lost to Tampa Bay, they needed to revamp that entire offensive line. It went out. Uh, the first person they signed was Joe Tooney. Second person they got was Orlando Brown in the trade, and then of course they had Lucas Niang, who they drafted the year before, but didn't play due to COVID. And then they uh, then they drafted uh, Creed Humphries along with Trey Smith, all the offensive line. And of course, you know we we know what happened in the uh, in the SC Championship game against Cincinnati the first time around. The reason why I say that is that. They're drafting these players and, and playing them early, mix them in with the veterans, so you get maximized value on a lower pay scale. So mm-hmm. when it comes time for this draft class to come up, you're letting them get quote unquote generational wealth with someone else to, to 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 pay them. Because if you saw what they did last year, or this past season, you had they drafted ten rookies. I think nine of them made the squad, and, and all nine of them contributed throughout the season. So you got a lot of maximum value for a low price. So 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 you don't have to worry about trying to bring. Uh, bring a lot of these, free, uh, a lot of your free agents back because you've got players that you bought in to replace them that mixed in throughout the regular season and training camp and preseason and now they're up to speed and now they're ready to go and so you can spend money on key players you don't have to worry about Mahomes but he'll always restructure and do whatever. The idea behind that giving them a massive contract of, of three years ago was mm-hmm. to keep players like Tyreek and, and Chris Jones stuff. Issue with Tyreek, you know we know what that was but it allows you to to bring in a Jawan, a, a Jawan uh, from from uh, from Jacksonville, allow Orlando Brown to go somewhere else, uh, and then if you want to, as, as we hear in talks, maybe trade for for Larry Tunsil down in Houston, put him on the left tackle, then you put Jawan back on the right tackle, and now you're good to go when it comes to protecting Patrick Mahomes. You, you're hearing uh, sounds about maybe DeAndre Hopkins uh, uh, in a trade to Kansas City and some of these other players. So. The Chiefs are utilizing their their money properly when it comes to trying to bring in big names that can continue to assist Mahomes. I I got a few issues with it, but but that's what they're doing. They're they're allowing their draft picks in the 2019 class. If they're not going to re-sign them, which I don't think they have any intentions on doing that, they're allowing them to go out and and get the market and and allow the market to give them generational wealth.
0: Darren, you mentioned mentioned Brown there a couple of times. What what happened with that situation, and what do you think about Cincinnati signing because I was surprised that they signed him
2: well I'm not surprised of where he, where he ended up at but yeah. I'm not surprised that he signed sure I, I've gone back and forth with fans as it relates to his contract and it's funny a lot of people talk a lot of bad a lot of talk a lot of smack about Orlando Brown but they tell him that he should have signed the Chiefs contract well that contract is, is one of the worst contracts that he could have been offered because he was offered a six-year deal Hundred thirty nine million dollars with thirty million dollars signing bonus, but only the first two years were guaranteed. So, so, so he would play last year under the first year, or maybe it's a tag. I'm not sure how that works. And then you got the second year, and then the Chiefs could get you know can 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 get off from that contract after this after the September season. So, I look at it as a win for him because he got more guaranteed money. Coming from coming from Cincinnati, he made sixteen million dollars with the Chiefs last year. He gets a thirty-one million dollar uh, bank deposit uh, uh, on, on on Sunday from Cincinnati with a signing bonus. So in a matter of calendar year, he's made forty-seven, forty-eight million dollars on top of what he's going to do, uh, on top of what he what he gets wow. this season and next season. So you know, I tell people quit trying to count people's money, uh, but he had to do what's best for him and. Any agent worked there, Saltwood would not have had their players sign that deal that the Chiefs offered last
3: year. McCole Hartman. Um, I, I'm getting a little scared <laughs> here, uh, Darren. Um, yeah. Because, I, you know, I need – we need a, a playmaker in the worst way. I know people still live in the 70s and 80s where receivers are luxury, but I'm looking around and they're not a luxury. Unless you got Patrick Mahomes, you can't move that way. You got to move in a way that works best for you. Now I, I'm not mad at what they've done so, mar- so far. I give them B minus to a B, solid in what they're doing. However, I'm looking at this market to see where's the, where's the speed coming from, where's the explosiveness? Nicole Hartman is out there. Uh, Juan uh, Thornhill reached out on Twitter like, "Hey, come on, let's get this done." Um, Nicole Hartman, what what can he be? And for those who say. Why would you take a guy who hasn't, hasn't really lived up to expectations or has really blossomed with the best a generational quarterback like Mahomes?
2: Here's, here's the thing, and this is what people have to understand. And I know, I know Jay has talked about this uh, uh, over the last week or so, that you all have gone all in with Deshaun Watson with his contract. And it's kind of what Kansas City has done. But granted, you know, they, they worked out a deal where it's, it's team-friendly. If you're going to go all in, you've got to go all in and getting the best wide receivers or getting the best amount of talent around them. With Patrick Mahomes, I can name, look, you go with Isaiah Pacheco, Jerick McKinnon, there was a lyric until he got injured, but then you go MBS, Juju, Travis Kelsey, Blake Bell, McCole Hardman. Uh, so that's nine, That's eight, nine players that I've just named that Patrick Mahomes had as a race to throwing the ball and passing the ball around to. That's what you need to have as it relates to, to Deshaun Watson. So I would say get McCall Harmon. McCall Harmon is someone who stretch the field. The reason why his numbers didn't live up to to what people may have feel like expectations, he was on the same squad that had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and they were getting damn near 2,500 to 3,000 yards. You also had Sammy Watkins uh, for for two of his seasons, not actually for, for all three of his seasons that um, that that that, uh, that he was here. On top of, you had DeMarcus Robinson. So it, 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 it's a situation where Andy and Patrick, they spread the ball around. So, you know, when Tyreek would go down, somebody else would step up and get a chance to to make a place. Plus, Moko Harmon was returning kicks as well. So you don't, I mean, so if you, if depend on how much he's on the field, there's only so much he can do. And if you, if you have an offense, look, I know that you all have concerns about Deshaun. I believe in, in Deshaun Watson. I believe in what he's going to be able to do for you all. My, my biggest concern with what you with what you all have is going to is going to come down to the play calling, putting players in the right situation. I'm telling you, if you get a McCall Harmon, someone that can stretch the field, perhaps if you all can somehow get DeAndre Hopkins, I think you might end up in Kansas the city. I'm not going I'm not going to complain if he does. But if you all can get DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> or Brandon Cooks or someone. I think that that, you know, that's a good start. But you all need to have at least seven, eight, nine players that, you know, that you feel comfortable for Deshaun Watson to pass the ball around because you want to keep that defense out of that. That's the biggest reason why Kansas City has so much success and and had a record-breaking year when it comes to their offense because they have so many players that you could never really try to double anyone. So that's what you need.
4: I have a question for you, Darren. This is going to come out of left field, but um, we're looking for a receiver that can make a difference. We're turning over every stone. And I asked the guys last week, and don't laugh, um, Josh Gordon is 30 years old, th- 31 maybe? I'll double check. That. Josh Gordon, we, we tend to think that Josh Gordon's 50 because it <laughs> seems so long ago when he had his unbelievable season here in Cleveland, but he's not that old. I know he was in camp last year with Kansas City, and Andy ultimately decided to move on. Um, I'm not going to equate his success in the uh, this this arena league or wherever it is that he's playing. Uh, U.S. Well, I don't know where. What, what, he's who, about to turn 30. He's going
0: to turn 32 in a couple of weeks.
4: Okay, so he's currently 31. Um, what? Why didn't Andy keep him around? Because I, I thought when Andy let him go that that's probably the end of the road for him, but. I'm wondering, should the Browns kick the tires on him and just see?
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. I agree. I think that they should. The reason why they moved on, it was just a numbers game. I mean, you know, they drafted um, uh, uh, Sky Moore in the draft. And, of course, you brought in Justin Watson from from Tampa Bay as well. Plus, you had... You had uh, uh MVS, you had thornhill i'm not gonna uh, uh Juju. Harmon, and you also and you also said yes yeah, so you had five receivers so it was a right numbers there. thing really it, it was just a numbers thing and so i mean and even and and they also they had also signed uh, the kid from from uh from clemson as an undrafted rookie free agent he had he had an ankle injury in the neck fusion after his yeah. freshman year that they're high i think it's justin ross that they're yeah. high on him on so and, and you know and then of course you bring in well, we didn't know at the time, but you know, John Ross from Cincinnati for this upcoming season, it just became a numbers game. And so, yeah. you know, if you if you're if you're not if you're not gonna keep him on the practice squad, allow him to, you know, to have a chance to go out and play. And look, I've seen what he's been able to do. I know it's XFL, but having that body and if he and, and the one the, the greatest thing about him being in Kansas City was that you didn't hear anything negative, you didn't hear any uh, suspensions or anything. I mean he he was he he was a model citizen and I, I think him being in Kansas City helped him grow. As a person and as a player, and I and I think that look, I think that you should bring him back as well. At least give at least having, give him a chance.
4: What a redemption story that would be if they were able to bring him back and he was able to have I any mean, kind of success. The odds whatsoever. of him
0: being a viable I, player are I get it, extremely I shot. get it, but yeah. I,
4: I didn't get to see him like you saw him last year in camp. I did see the games that the Chiefs played that were nationally televised in the preseason. I can think of one, and I watched him, and he didn't he didn't seem to have that same burst and runaway speed. But other than that, I thought he still had a lot of the characteristics that a successful wide receiver in the NFL needs and what the hell, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I just think if they were able to do that, um, how it would energize the roster, how it could energize the fan base, who knows, you know, it's not going to cost you He's 32 years old
0: and has 32 receiving yards in the last two years. So, well, all I mean, that's
2: well documented it's it's i mean but it's also but but look it's also about opportunities again when, when, when you're playing in kansas city <laughs> it's going to be hard to, to stand out unless you're travis kester Tyreek kill it's hard to it's going to be hard to, to to get those opportunities when it comes your way right you've got to look i i i had asked andy reed um uh, uh during you know during our sessions a couple of years ago well you got him you know did you waste you know a, a position by by you know by not throwing the ball <laughs> Or not get him involved. Next thing you know, that following the Sunday, he gets his probably his one and only touchdown in Kansas City. Which, right. You know, everybody think before. Well, you know, I, know what? I'll I, make it I, sound I, better.
4: Bull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony Schwartz or Josh
3: Gordon? I like oh, that. Josh, I, 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 I listen, I like. I mean, I if like you want to bring him to
0: camp, it's fine. We're going to bring. Yeah, we're, the, gonna, we're bringing the, Anthony Schwartz to the, camp. I, well, they shouldn't bring him to camp either. Well, they are. <laughs> I don't know that they are. I don't think. I don't think they I should. But. Like, Josh Gordon hasn't been a viable player in five years, and he's 32. So, the odds that he can make a rock, be a useful player is like a 1,000 to 1. I've seen I mean, receivers that, that's be, fair,
2: but be useless for four
0: years and then be good at 32. Well, I can't he's, had, he's I, had
4: so many issues. And by the way, yeah. his biggest hurdle is now on the ground. I mean, the whole he's smoking marijuana Jay, thing. I know and he, he is. Bare, he hasn't played I'll, for three years. I'll spin that into a positive. His yeah. body hasn't been through the ringer like a 32-year-old that's been I playing mean, nonstop. I mean, he,
3: he's, he's had
4: intermittent stops for playing I, his whole life. It's I'll irrelevant. Think, right? We had someone on, I think, I, I can't remember who it was. It was yeah. a former Brown. We were talking to him, and he said, I'll tell you this about Josh Gordon. He still looks every bit the part. That he did when he was here in Cleveland. So does Joe Charbonnet. Like, it's not like his body. No, Joe's body doesn't look I, like it did the when point, he played. The point is he he probably He's can't Luke play. Charbonnet.
0: He probably can't play in the NFL.
3: Let's now. find out.
0: Fine. I don't care if they bring Let's him in. Out. But, yeah. like, you can't expect anything. I wouldn't. But yeah. if it
3: happens, what a bonus. Darren, can you imagine if Bull and Jay were co-GMs? <laughs> oh this conversation right here
4: would be You know fun. what happened? No, Darren. We would miss the clock on every one of our Oh, picks. yeah.
0: That's true. <laughs>
4: the, the commissioner would walk out. The Cleveland Browns have missed the clock on their pick. We're both holding the, one the end of the card. Are now on the, yeah. And they take our, our, our war room and we're throwing our <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> All right. Man, and that's the man will
2: Brett Beach do what he does. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Darren, thanks, man. Great stuff. All right, See brother, Appreciate you, later. man. Appreciate you. Uh, you that would be a Thank funny you. skit.
0: Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would. It's a Cleveland Saturday Night Live skater. In, Bull, yeah, in yeah. the Browns' war room. Bring yeah, him yeah, in, yeah. I don't care. I, I mean, he's I, not I mean, going to be good. I don't I, – I, if they want to bring him <laughs> to Josh Gordon to camp, I don't have a problem it, with it, that. It
4: costs you nothing. No.
0: Absolutely nothing. I, so I why just, not? I, but in the end, I think we all acknowledge that the odds of him being useful are almost One none. in a million. Right. Yeah. I mean, you if, know what? If you Stranger ask me – things well, have happened. If, you, if I had to decide for the last camp spot between Schwartz and Gordon – I'll go with
4: Did Gordon. anyone think <laughs> when the Niners drafted Mr. Irrelevant last year no. that he would lead them into the NFC Championship game? No.
0: Of, cor- no. of course not. No. But
4: it's the
1: NFL. It is the 12 o'clock hour of the <laughs> Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, which means it's time to remind you guys that Callie Gracing is the official sponsor of our show from 12 to 1. It is also the official sponsor of Northeast Ohio's NASCAR. Yep. By the way, another player
0: who was just cut, not a surprise, uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that was not a surprise yes. at all. Speaking Uh, of surprise
1: signings, though, did any of you guys have the Browns signing a guy we've never heard of on your bingo card? It actually takes a high-quality signing or low-quality signing, depending on how you want to look at it, to sign a guy that none of us, who are as big a football nerd as anybody I know, have never heard of.
4: Better chance of making the Browns roster. Tristan Hill or Josh Gordon? Tristan Hill. (laughs) Everybody's saying who the hell is Tristan Hill? Yeah. Tristan Hill was drafted in the second round. Right. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, The Cowboys gave up on him. He played some with the Cardinals last year. Not a lot. I think the appeal on this guy is he was once upon a time a guy that most execs in the NFL felt could play and be a difference maker in the league. It's never happened. But now he's on the Cleveland Browns McNuggets,
3: when you say he's an NFL combine superstar, what does that mean? What what measurables did he have? A workout warrior.
1: He he put up some crazy numbers at the combine. He was a three-star recruit. He actually only started one game his junior year at UCF. Was not looked at heading into the combine as a guy who was going to blow people away. Opened a ton of eyes. He ran a great 40. Broad jumped. I'll I'll get his exact measurables if you want. But he was a workout warrior. skyrocket of draft boards. And that's always the... Fear when you have a guy like that who wasn't crazy productive in college, and works out great. Will it translate? So far, it hasn't yeah. for Hill, but maybe Cleveland. I don't it turns think Cleveland. Anthony I don't Sports think it's
0: a great forty-two. I don't think it's fair to put Hill and Hurst in the same category. Because no, Hurst has got a, more of a track record.
1: Hurst
4: success.
0: has been productive. Yeah, he's been, not. The last two years he's been hurt. Yeah, so he is a he is a, a crapshoot because he hasn't played for two years. Agreed. But at least earlier in his career he was productive. Where Hill. Has has been a flop. Doesn't Nobody mean he can't turn it around, yeah. but he 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 has no quality production like Hurst does. Hurst has had some quality production earlier in his career, not to mention like Hurst played on a really good team with really good players. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said for that. I, I mean, they're bringing in bodies, and, and again, they're hoping to plug holes. They're replacing guys who were nothing, who exactly. were zeros. Yeah. So even if these even if Tristan Hill's a one. And Hurst is a three. Well, that's better than the zeros they had. And those are the second and third moves at defensive tackle. They've brought in Tomlinson, who apparently is it's, the number one free agent signing of his You own. voted it, too. I did, too. The, the I mean. number one D-tackle on the board. Uh, and he – but I. all jokes aside, I think we all like the signing. Yeah. And he is a legitimate quality starting defensive tackle, something they haven't had in a few years.
3: So, let's look at it. So, right now, yeah. you, you have – Miles Garrett at one defensive end. You Obo have in the other. You have Young OG at the other end. You yeah. now have Tomlinson, and a and, battle for the fourth. And spot, And a battle for the fourth spot. And that's a hell of a lot better than we had yeah. last yeah. year. There it is. You, you can right. throw on Winfrey in there. Uh, Hurst. If Hurst is still. healthy, I think
0: he's got a good chance to be the guy.
3: So with that in a vacuum, you just you got Alex Wright right. and Isaiah Thomas to kind of platoon, right? In a vacuum. That is a serviceable unit. It's it's an upgrade from last year. Very,
0: absolutely, very. absolutely, and they still might get somebody else in the draft at some point. Good. Um, yeah. I would think right now, with that set, like I never like to say, "Well, you got to take this position," but if I had to say at this moment, I think we'd all say probably wide receiver in the it second is round. Now, I think so. Now, if they trade, if they sign McCall Hardman and trade for Brandon Cooks, well, we're thinking differently. Well, we But, think
3: it, we, yeah, we think but as
0: is- of today
3: the two biggest positions of need are wide receiver and linebacker. Is that, yeah. nec- is that true, though? Like, if you think about it, yeah. Taki Taki is probably going to start the season on the IR. Right. Even if they sign Walker, he's going to start well, on the no, IR. Well, no,
0: linebacker's a position of need, too. Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm but
0: waffling a little bit. I think that, yeah, I mean, that's certainly a position they could take in the second round also. But I
3: think for this team, wide receiver's more important. Are you comfortable drafting a linebacker and playing him or drafting a receiver and playing him? Ooh. I mean,
4: I, I, we look guys, a lot of second round receivers are good. We right now we yeah. have no line
3: linebacker no, zero.
4: I we mean, have so <laughs> they, they've got to do something at linebacker. Yeah, they, have, they have no sure starters at linebacker. No. no. And that is, that's terrifying because yeah. last year that flashing red light was on the defensive line and guess what ended up really derailing the whole season. Right. So you better address it. And I think you better address it in free agency or trade because the draft is a crapshoot. Right now, when the Browns they, when they brought in Matt yeah. Wilson and Taki Taki in the same
3: draft, right. and oh, threw them both out there, it was obvious right away. Oh, awful. these guys aren't ready. They can't got, No. And the the fact here's another thing that's unacceptable: the fact that the Browns are talking about Matt Wilson coming back. Oh, the police he signed don't. somewhere else. No, okay, did he but, sign to
4: stay in New England?
3: Uh, I think I, so. I, I, I can't I'm remember. Where so. Back to New yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank did. you. Which I, shocked me because he was no good. I was like, Belichick's now been fooled by him yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> So now you know. You, you, and the, the scary part is with the linebackers, all of them are coming off injury, and you don't know if they're going to be no. ready to even come play at tri- OTAs.
0: In my mind, though, listen, we still have. There's still plenty of free agents out there. Yeah, yeah. there may, we may not, There's not a lot of high level free agents left. But again, we've talked about this. The Browns, it's okay to bring in some tier two and tier three guys. You need that. Yeah. Right now, linebacker, they don't even have that. The Browns, in my mind, now. Out of, I say there's twelve starters on defense because I include the nickel corner mm-hmm. and then three linebackers. Yeah, yep. I think the Browns have eight legitimate starters on defense. I think at all five spots in the secondary, three yep. corners, two safety, they have legitimate starters. Yep. I'm not saying they're all great. I'm saying they're legitimate starting no, players. Right. I think they have three on the defensive line now with Miles, Oboe, and Tomlinson. That's it. You need, so you, it need one, me- you need one you three at least two legit starting linebackers, yes. at least two. And they need, I think, probably standout. Yeah, sure.
4: I've talked about this on the show before, but Tony Dungy always used to say he divided the defense into four layers. And the reason that he had so much success in Tampa was because he had a Hall of Fame caliber player. Think about how hard this is to do at each level. He had Warren Sapp up front, he had Derek Brooks on the back end, or I mean, in the middle, he had Rondé Barber as a corner, and he had John Lynch
1: as a safety. Yeah, but that's almost Those are impossible four, to do. It is
4: almost impossible, yeah. but what I'm saying is th- the fact that you would have four Hall of Famers on the same defense, one at each level, is mind-boggling. Right. If you're the Browns and you want to dumb that down, you need to have not just some guys, because we had some guys last year at defensive line and really at linebacker. Right. You need to have an impact player up front. But there's they also – the, An also- impact player at yes. linebacker, they don't. They don't. And an imba- impact player at corner
0: and safety, which I think they do. Certainly at corner they do. We'll yeah. see about safety. safety. We'll see. Um, I do think there's there's space between impact player and, and just the guy. And, yeah. but, uh,
4: but there's also space between impact and Hall of fame. Sure,
0: sure, sure. But, like, uh, some, you know, at linebacker, they may have to go with just find two Starting caliber players, like they didn't. In my opinion, they didn't have any starting Doesn't caliber that feel players. feel like last year
4: to you, though? How we how we kept saying we kept fooling ourselves, saying yeah.
0: you know they should be okay up front. Yes. They've got
4: Clowney and they've got Garrett.
0: Yes, but they weren't. Right, but they they didn't. Have, but but I think we acknowledged. Maybe we underplayed how important it was. But we acknowledged that the Browns didn't have any short things at defensive tackle, right. at least being starters. So no, I'm Jay. I'm not saying. I'm saying, like, there are linebackers out there who are starting NFL players. Like, the Browns don't have any starting – Anthony Walker is a starting NFL linebacker. He got hurt. When is he He available? He was the only one they had. When will he be available? I'm not sure. But he got hurt fairly early in the season. It was really early in the season. I would think he'd be ready to go. I would
4: think he would be early or be ready early. Um, JOK – J.O.K. is, is going to start. Is, is there. He's going to so, start. I mean, he's and he's start. got experience. I'm not, I, for whatever that's worth. And then
0: you've got to worry about. Bobby you know. Wagner at this point is the only, like. Are you
4: impact
2: he's still player Lum- Yeah,
0: I am. Because I was too. Who's, like, if you look at the, uh, like, PFF or ESPN, whatever, their top, you know, 100 free agents. He's Most of the top 50 guys are gone. Yeah. He's one of the few. Like he, and he was really good still and last year.
3: He's the he's the number one rated player at his position. I wonder if Bring with him, him,
0: I wonder if with him, he's looking for like long term deal that teams are not willing to do with an older linebacker. Or maybe, maybe that's what's held him up. Or maybe he just don't
3: he want to wait it out. He like, might he, he might say, right. look, I don't want to go to camp. I don't want to go to none of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he,
4: he does. You know, but you know, I mean, if you're going to a new team, and it's one thing to to. to you know, if you're staying where you are, you know the system, you know the routine. Yeah. But if he's going to make a move and come to a new team, he yeah. needs to do Well, it the Rams it. cut him,
0: so he's not going – they well, cut they him. Still
3: could, they, they actually cut him, but they could re him.
0: That's true. They so. could. They cut him for Capri. I I
3: would love to get him in here. I think if you said they brought back Anthony that Walker and huge. Bobby Wagner both. Yeah, okay. I would like that. Yeah, that, that it's, it's two big names. Now they're at
4: the end of their ropes, yeah. but
3: but you you'd have you have leadership. If they brought Anthony Walker back in oh, yeah, deal yeah. and they, they got Bobby Wagner, I have feel comfortable. Well, they already brought Taki Taki back. They'll have J O K, who I think Schwartz will get together. Now you now you got a front where now I'm saying, oh, okay, now I can count on something because if they're playing at that higher level, yeah. uh, and Anthony Walker was playing at a really good level, but he got hurt, now, now that changes the, the whole dynamic. And we also have to think that right. Schwartz is going to get more out of them.
4: Yeah. Though.
0: Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. We we did this last week when you were away, Jay, We, we and we've talked about this a bunch of times. We did the perfect Browns offseason. Well, we're now a week later. Yeah. If you ask me what's the – not including the draft because uh, – But, like, right now, what else can the – like, what would be the best-case scenario for the Browns? Free agency trades left? Yeah. I would say sign Bobby Wagner, trade for Brandon Cooks. We're good to go. You've addressed all your needs. If you did that, yeah. You still need one more linebacker. You still probably can use another defensive tackle. And And you've got to restructure some deals. But for
3: the most part, they don't need any – other frontline players. They I'm did, good with that. If boy. they if they if they did that, I upgrade them to an A in a heartbeat. Yeah. And Now then you can't wait for July. Now you now you talking about? I need to see how this is going to work. Yeah, yeah. And John Watson, I need to see some uh, seven on seven. That again. would be that would be the the perfect
0: capper. Those two guys. Well, yeah. is it's it going to st- happen? It, I don't know. It could. I I'd mean, settle for one of the two. The, I, you know, and then and then use the draft on the other. Adam Thielen, OBJ,
4: DJ Chark. McCole Hardman, yeah. You can even go down further. Marvin Jones, Mac Hollins. These these are names that you th- would think could make a difference here, could help make a difference. I like the,
3: DJ Shark. I like.
4: Shark. I like Shark. He too. has
0: upside. The one thing I'll say about Thielen, uh, my initial reaction on Thielen for a week has been like he's he's washed, he's washed. What? Right. The one thing I'll say about Thielen, he's not a guy that's gonna like his days of putting up a thousand yards are over. Yeah, he's not the old. But Thielen. as a third down slash red zone target. He's still really good in 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 those spots. And who doesn't now, need one of those? Right now, he, you know, ideally, like if they if they got a Brandon Cooks and then signed an Adam Thielen, I'm you can never though, have enough Cooks, good receivers. Now, I, I don't I, even I, I know like, if Cooks is still available because we kept hearing a lot about we have, Cooks. Or
3: nothing. Nothing.
0: I just think I, I somebody was saying, Ta was saying. Uh, that it's it's a little complicated because of his contract that that might take some time yeah. for him to eventually be traded i mean he wants out of houston they're a bad team and that's that starting makes sense. over
3: we talked about that we talked about this in our in our pregame um you know, little warm up conversation the jerry judy thing never yeah i just don't buy it i don't i don't trained. understand where that no. came from because it doesn't make sense you know what that
4: comes from you live on a street, and you've seen three of your neighbors put four sale signs in the front yard, and they all got more than asking. And you weren't thinking about selling your house. You right. like your house. But you see what your neighbors are getting and saying, like whoa, that. whoa, whoa, whoa. I like that. I'm going
0: to throw a four sale sign in there and put right. a ridiculous number on there, and maybe I'll get a buyer. And, right. and that's why. They're asking way too much. And that's to your yes. point, to your point, when somebody suggested, I don't know who suggested a third and sixth round pick. I laughed at that. Yeah. Because, first of all, like, the, the Bronco, the, everybody thinks you can get a steal on a wide receiver because the Browns stole Amari Cooper. But we yeah. forget that it, all these Now, it's the Cleveland Guardian syndrome. <laughs> the that, Guardians okay. fleece everybody. They're like, well, the, fleece the cow- somebody again. The Cowboys put themselves in a position where they felt they had to trade Cooper for cap reasons, and they screwed that up. Ju- the Broncos are not in a position that they have to trade Jerry Judy, so they're smart to say, we want a first-round pick. Sure. Even if you Does think they're, they're overvaluing away- him – I'm not going to trade him unless I get a high price. It it, it goes to this.
4: Everybody has a price.
0: Right. Yeah. Everybody. They're not trading him for a third-round pick. What would be the point of that?
4: No point. No point whatsoever. And And the thing on the Cooper thing, too, is that fit both teams' needs. Now, the Cowboys would still probably rather have a redo on
3: that move. Yeah. But they were paying him more money than they could afford to pay him at that position. And – they had a younger younger guy who they wanted to be the number one receiver right. who, who yes. needed
4: to be and paid. And the Browns were like, "Well, we need an Amari Cooper, right. so we'll stupid. pay his salary and we'll give you a third.
0: They were stupid because having Lamb and Cooper together was great. Right. I mean, yeah, it was. It was. They, the problem is they paid Michael Gallup and he's not Yeah, that was yeah, that, that, no, that, that was, that was the too. miscalculation yeah. that they
4: made. I want to go back to one thing that Darren said, and it, I never thought this before, but as he was making his point, I, I did. He explained, you asked, well, why would they move on from a Thornhill? Why Mm. why would they do that? He explained the mission statement of the organization. And it hit me. That sounds very familiar. He said, they draft really well. They've been hitting lately. They coach and develop really well. They let other teams pay generational money except for when they see the one difference maker that they can that they, that they need they went ahead and paid Mahomes and I'm thinking okay guardians draft very well develop and coach very well they let other teams pay generational money to their
3: guys and they still go to the and playoffs they pick
4: their <laughs> spot in Jose Ramirez as being the guy they're going to build everything around yeah there are a lot of similarities guys There's between of, what the Chiefs are doing and what the guard I mean I'd love to have a couple of World Series yeah I mean the, in sure. the trophy case but right. Tyreek
3: as he Hill, was saying that I go wow he's explaining the Guardians." Tyreek Hill is their Lindor right. like Ty they, they let him go, go.
0: they let Although him go they did just spend go. a ton of money on a guy they're going to play at right tackle from the Jaguars because
4: it's Again, we talk about this. There's three things you must do as a general manager. Find a quarterback, protect a quarterback,
0: get yeah. after a quarterback. Although I'm surprised they're thinking about – Darren was saying they're thinking about moving him to right tackle, that they'd like to move – that they may trade for Tunsell – I was surprised to, right to hear that, too. I'm like, you're paying that much money to a guy, that, and you're going to play him a right tackle? I, yeah, I was surprised to was hear that. Crazy, That's left tackle money. It's hard to question much, if not anything, of what the Chiefs
3: do. They've gotten so good that you can't even – it's like when the Guardians – we used to get mad when they used to trade pitchers or, or people are in yeah. their prime. But everybody they get back in return turns out to either be an all-star or even looks better than them. It's, now, a, it's a complete now, wash. Look what they got it, from Lindor.
0: And, and now, fairness, back here. Went and was a great player. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. cc Sabathia was a yeah. the guy.
4: They knew he was. I mean, they knew what he was. They right. knew he was a Cy Young caliber yeah. player, and,
0: and he, he wanted to stay. He told us he wanted to stay. Now
4: they, that was a trade that the Indians got got railed on. Yeah. I think. Didn't they get Matt Laporta? They
0: got. They traded to get, the
3: Brewers, right? They
0: did yeah, the get Brewers
4: uh, the uh, Michael brantley
0: Didn't they get Brantley in that no, deal? I
4: don't think they did. I don't think Brantley came from. The I Brewers. know
0: they got somebody in that deal. I'm, I'm pro- I, I it I wasn't, Laporta was the main guy and he ended and he up being sucked. nothing, but they, I'm pretty sure they ended Maybe up they getting did. somebody in that deal but that you know, ended like up being good. When you good. look
4: at the deal they did with the Expos, when they Great got, deal. when they got all of that talent, it's you, they're yeah. going to look back on the Frankie Lindor decision to let yeah. him go.
0: Great trade. Oh my God. But look in what recent they got. years, he's the only guy they've traded. That's a big money guy.
4: Well, they like, let pitchers at free agency walk, you know. Well, I mean, they traded Corey Kluber, and at the time, everybody was, wasn't was sure what that was, but they got classé for Kluber.
0: They, that they, was a brilliant trade. Oh, my God, it was and unbelievable. And until this you know, the first couple of years, Kluber did nothing. Last year, he was – he's still, at this point, he's a decent pitcher, but not special. And I, did they kind
3: of trade high they, on Clevenger?
0: They traded Clevenger. Yeah. He's he been was, nothing. Obviously, Bauer was still good, but there were other reasons besides – This city, the, the Guardians don't get the credit they deserve. They just don't. No, because had they won one World Series, it would be totally different. It would be. I Because then you couldn't complain about the money because you'd be like... But you know what? In Tito's 10 years here, they've probably played
4: 30 games where they were out of contention. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Yes. They're in it. Six of those years, they made the playoffs. That means every game they played that season was hinging on a playoff berth or not. In the other four, they only had one that was sub-500. That was 80-82, and 82, and they were still in it in September. They're kind
0: of like the Steelers. No.
4: They are like the Steelers. Yeah. They're always there. They're around it.
0: Uh, let me get I, – I I'm getting the Sabathia trade. i got to see this before we move on. Yeah, I, I just thought – I Matt was right. Laporta, they got Brantley in that deal. He was a brewer. Yep. Okay, then, you know what? That, i got to put that one it in the was, win column, too. <laughs> the trade was – here was the trade. Sabathia to the Brewers for – Matt LaPorta, who was supposed to be the guy on the train. And he Suck. was n- never panned out. Zach Jackson, not the one who's a writer for The Athletic. <laughs> Rob Bryson. No, no, and a player to be named later. And and Brantley was the player to be oh named later. That's it. Now, obviously, Sabathia was better than Brantley, yes. comparatively. But Brantley was awesome here. And by the way, CeCe moved on from the Brewers and eventually he, ended
4: up in New right, York. Right. Now, he did come back he finished that season.
0: I do think that was it. And then he was
4: that it? I well, think that was it. Then oh my god. They, they and then the it playoffs. was a rent player yeah. I thought he signed I thought he signed a one year. So he went right to the Yankees. went right to the Yankees. It was yeah. a total rent-a-player and yep. the fact that we got Brantley out of that Oh yeah. Never mind. And they got Carrasco out of this uh the Cliff Lee deal.
0: Don't trade with the Guardians. And I they don't do think Carras- Don't, don't trade with the Guardians. And I
4: don't, don't think Carrasco
0: was the, the the I can't remember who the big Piece was supposed to be in that deal but I don't think it was Carrasco but Carrasco obviously ended no, up being you know excellent.
4: what was Andrew Miller who would we
0: send him to St. Louis uh, Cliffley Philly Philly yeah okay I can't remember who else they got in the deal. Well, you guys look that up
1: while we yeah. do a colleague agreed and our Friday colleague race report because colleague racing is the official Northeast Ohio NASCAR team. Mm-hmm. Earl,
6: where are they at this week? Mm-hmm. we in at ATL, man. NASCAR pulls up to Atlanta on Saturday. They are going to do the Raptor King of Tough 250. Uh, Sunday, they will be the I Am Better Health 400, uh, qualifying for the Xfinity races today at 3 o'clock. Tomorrow is qualifying for the cup race. It is at one o'clock. Will Byron is the defending champion of this race. This is actually one of my favorite tracks as well. Nice. What's, what's so cool about this track? Uh, it's kind of like a mini Daytona. This is one of those mile and a half tracks that rides like a Talladega and a Daytona. You you get the, the cars in a pack more often than single file. So it's pretty cool. They just repaid it last year. They changed the old arrow package, and uh, it was one of the best races from from last season.
4: So you could have at this track what they refer yeah. to as the
6: big one. Mm. Yeah, no, you, you and uh, Atlanta is a dangerous track, too. Okay, for that track. yeah. that's, it, that's speeds yeah. get up there.
1: Are we going to ask the show in a second? We're going to do ask the show. We're going to skip and, the cab, save it for next okay. week.
6: And that, thank you, our black race car correspondent, yeah, love it, Earl. Love it.
1: Earl's got one more thing. Hold on. Earl's hey, NASCAR more, knowledge yeah. goes
6: deep. Put a name on it. I was the one who said uh, the 3 and the 6 and this is why I said
0: it. I didn't remember who it was. Yes, yeah, you so know I'm not afraid to rip it. Yet. I don't
6: think it's silly. Yeah. Because if you don't plan on paying Jared Judy, then you get whatever you can get back for him and you don't have to be strapped for cash to make that decision. First of all, there would
0: at the very least some team would give up a second round pick for him because there's so much upside with the guy. But the production it's, don't match. Eh, yeah, but you don't like you guys are saying these Browns moves are the greatest moves ever. And with Wait, two, you, did too, just, just for the uh, record. Yes, but two. <laughs> I mean, don't put it all on us. But, but, no, no, I'm talking to these guys. <laughs> okay. But two of the three guys we like based on upside, not production. I There's a lot they, of upside with Judy, but how many, years and he has, has year? been productive. Is he has been productive.
4: He hasn't been productive. Uh, he's, going he's, going in, he's going into, into his
0: fourth, fourth, fourth he's the same season. Class he's had three as, years. Uh, Greg he hasn't been productive at an elite level, but it's not like he's. You so, know, it's not – he's been more productive than McCole Hardman.
3: So, hes they're going to have to make a decision on him next year, right, to give him a fifth year or not, right? Yeah. He's so going
1: th- into year four, so they have to make that extension. Yeah. Call, yes. Okay. Hey,
4: we didn't even mention that Greedy Williams mm-hmm. – uh, That's did right. We? I don't think we mentioned nope. that. Greedy Williams gone to Philly?
1: Philadelphia.
3: Good luck with that, Steve. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, get you some of that, bro. Mm. All right,
1: it's time for us to show, though. We got yes. 15 minutes here to wrap it up. We got a couple I want to get in before we do overtime. Shout-out to our members – who sent us in these questions today? By the way, Jerry Judy is Buck ninety nine.
0: Jerry Judy, sorry, Mike, but Jerry Judy's only twenty three years old, and and, and last year had the... had just under a thousand yards on a terrible offense.
4: Won't he be twenty four before the season starts, though?
0: Well, whatever. I mean, yeah, that's no, the point not, is, he's he, really young. Yeah, he is young, and and he had and he had nine hundred seventy two yards only playing fifteen games with terrible quarterback play.
3: I mean, I'll take it's them, not like that's not productive. I'll take them for the right price, but I don't think they're giving him up. So we're gonna to have to go.
0: I mean, you guys, route. you guys well, went bananas for uh, what's his name with the Raiders. Here's why I've put Who it out in like my 50 mind: fifty more yards.
4: With the asking is supposed to be one plus,
0: so a first yeah. plus a playoff. So you don't we don't know. We don't have
4: a first round that's pick. Been
0: reported. Who knows what the truth is? Well, all I'm
4: saying I'll is, I'll say this: was it Mike Kliss that that reported
1: that? Mike Klitsch yeah. at USA Today. Yeah,
0: he knows oh, what he's talking about. Right, but there, there's always some negotiation room. They're not trading him for a third-round pick, though. That's the point. No, never for a third yeah. round. But if it's a,
4: if it ends up somebody's going to part ways with, with DK, a first-round pick, DK, that takes us out of the If nights. the
0: Browns could get him for their second-round pick, wouldn't you do it? In a heartbeat, I would no do brainer. It. But but he, in a no but, but I
3: don't even think D.K. Metcalf is worth a first in something else. He like was I traded for a first in something I've else.
0: I've got Ooh, an DK, offer for him. Yeah. Yes, he was. I've got an offer for I was thinking
2: of
3: A.J.
0: Brown. Okay,
4: offer for Denver. Yeah. I'll give him two thirds. And you know what those thirds are?
0: David Bell, Anthony Schwartz.
4: <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> would you give up the second round in the draft for Jerry
0: Judy? Yeah. Any, I mean that's a no-brainer. I would we'll have to think about that for a second. Oh,
3: yeah, listen, that's that's funny. You say I'll give you two thirds. Yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schwartz and Bell. I mean those are facts. <laughs> I'll give him the second round pick and Schwartz and Bell. There you go. I'll
1: <laughs> yeah. give him Schwartz All right, sorry, Mike. go ahead. I would pick. do that too, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our members, both tiers today, coaches and starters tiers, got to ask questions for Ask the Show. We've got 16 questions today. We're obviously not going to get through 16. We're going to do some in overtime. We'll do some on Monday again. But today, I want to start with a question from Creative Juice, because it's relevant. He's always asking questions,
0: Creative Juice. We like him. Go ahead. We do.
1: Creative Juice, what a great guy. Yeah. Hopefully creative. On a juice cleanse. Who knows? But he says, do you guys have any funny St. Patrick's Day stories about the parade? Bull, have you ever gone any corned beef benders? Did Jay ever drink too much Jameson to have him singing songs in public that he shouldn't have? What about you, McNuggets? Have a great weekend, guys. So... I, I got, got no good creative. Classic.
4: Just explained what I'm going to do for the rest
3: of my day. Just eat corn
1: beef. I'm going thing? on a Jameson bender and singing oh, yeah. songs That's in public. That's true. Jay doesn't eat corn beef. Yeah,
3: I don't do you corn don't beef. Go, <laughs> hey man, you see, he ain't even asked the black dude. You know, I ain't gonna be out in no yeah. no public public square <laughs> rich, celebrating and drinking. Why not? It's a party. Nah. Do you, do
4: you celebrate Cinco de Mayo? No. No. Dude, I,
1: that, that one you have to. By man, the way, I'm
0: big on both. For those who don't know, Jay is the mo- is the oddest eater of an in shape person fact. I've ever met in yeah, my life. You're right. this, is, this is I have fact. never heard the man is almost 60. He's in great shape and yet he doesn't eat fish. I've never heard of, <laughs> I have Nothing never from heard sea. of such a thing. Nothing from the water. No, he's right. It's I, I, I wild I, I, to me. Yeah, I Usually don't Usually people in their 50s that are in good shape like all they eat is fish and vegetables.
3: You're right. Yeah, I it's don't know. It's so and strange. He, he don't even do too many vegetables like that. It would be like celery. I do. I do eat celery every day. Uh, and
4: but he's also and the,
1: in the gym for an hour and a half. That's 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 guys, and guys, and honest to God,
4: that's the secret. That's it. That's it. I am not a great eater. Like I like pizza. I'll eat pizza.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I love steak. I yeah. love meat in general. I love bread and pasta. You just don't overeat. It. No, I, I, I eat. So I'm full. I'm on this new thing now. And I yeah. kind of got it from you. I do a breakfast Protein shake and a
0: lunch protein shake, oh, and yeah? I eat
4: one meal a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'm never
3: hungry. Really, that, the protein shakes will fill
0: you up. It man. fills you up, and it, you know, and it's the good. The dietician sent me these like fruit flavored protein drinks that I'm going to try this weekend. Yeah, because I just didn't like the protein. Yeah, I,
4: I would recommend too the Muscle Milk.
0: Uh, that's what yeah, I'm they, doing. They taste you get yeah. it in the bag Better. and you mix them they up. They taste.
3: are well, so pre, good, boy. Yeah. You get pre, like you, they even have one where they, if you lactose intolerant, they yeah. they come in like a lactose. I don't eat just the regular, drink chocolate ones. Yeah. And you put them in the refrigerator. You just uncap mm-hmm. them and you don't even got to mix it or anything. Yeah.
1: All right, Next, Mike. Do you want to hear a funny St. Paddy's Day story, real quick? Oh yeah, that. that's right. Yes. Go so ahead. I went to school in Boston, which Ooh. I've heard Cleveland is epic. It for St. Boston Boston's yeah. better. I, I don't for, have any comparison for St. Patty's Day. Absolutely oh, yeah. Nuts. bananas, I mean, And that's the Irish City. Yeah, I was actually shooting a package. They made us shoot a package on St. Patrick's oh, anyway, oh, a TV story. Package, huh? I was taking right. TV classes. It's
4: absolutely. a TV term. He, I know. he turned a report. <laughs> and then you came <laughs> <to> take a <laughs> picture a report, of the packages, yeah. dog.
1: And they said do it on uh, do it on the St. Patrick's Day Parade out in Boston. So oh, I was out there fun. with a camera and I'll show you guys. I wish I'd thought of this ahead of time. I could have put it in here. I got a video of a guy passed out drunk, laying on his back, puking in air. It is <laughs> Like a, epic. a puke fountain. Yeah, and, and then we slowed it down, reversed it. It's so funny. We put music to it. See, if I uh, saw that, I might vomit myself. Oh my yeah, so maybe I'll show you off air. But, it, but if you guys DM me, I'll send it yeah. to you. It All right. is but go ahead. Epic. No, no like, like, I don't know about you.
3: Jay might seem like this person, too. I haven't thrown up in such a long time, like, even going back towards college. I refuse to do it. Yeah. Like I, 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 like I. If I throw up, and I, even if I'm by myself in my house, like I feel shame. I'm like, how the hell? You let yourself you, get to that point. You, you now, if well, you're up saying
4: on because the show, of so. drinking, because of drinking. Yeah. Now right. I because haven't thrown drinking. up because of drinking in many, many, many. The last years. time I threw
0: up, I was 22. I remember it. The last from time drinking? I drinking. Right. It, I was drinking vodka from the bottle, <laughs> straight. <laughs> Vodka. Was this after you lost a big bet or something? No, I had... A girlfriend had broken up with me. I was bummed. I was at a party. Oh, you, you were was in the gutter. And, you and you I never, was just a mess. Enough. That was really... I was puking good. for like 24 hours <laughs> after <laughs> that. I was a disaster. So you'd be praying
3: to God, just oh let my, me get over I've never,
0: And I've never... I've been drunk probably once since then. Well, and you, I we, didn't throw we've all been time. here. Yeah. I'll never drink again. Oh, uh, yeah.
4: Now, I've been there a number of times and I went back to drinking, but I don't drink heavily. Yeah. No, no. By the way, I do think it's cool
0: that they make the chicago river green for yeah that is that that's is
4: one of the I coolest st Patrick's Day traditions yeah, that's sweet. this year by the way the the uh, parade this year in cleveland it's 175th so we've yeah. been doing it in a long long time lot yeah. of irish population in yes. cleveland every year the parade has a theme this year the theme is they're paying tribute to irish american athletes nice mm-hmm. oh, so cool. that's
1: you know kind yeah. of up our alley um uh, okay yeah Uh, Eddie asks us a question to make our Ultimate Guardians lineup. We're going to do that as a segment in the coming weeks before the season. So, Eddie, I see your question. We will do that as a full segment. We're going to do infield and outfield two separate days. That's
0: too hard to do right now. We'll get to that.
1: This next one's from Demond. If the NBA – and, gee, this one's specifically for you, but I want everyone's opinion. If the NBA had to wear one shoe as a uniform shoe across the league, what shoe would you choose for all 30 teams to wear? Oh, wow.
3: Man, they wouldn't be like they actually have team shoes. So like they'll back in the high school, they used to actually do this. Like so, Nike would give discounts to to uh, the teams, and everybody would have for a year like the same shoes. The same shoes. I love Every, that, by the way. I liked. I love it, it was a uniform. It right, was a uniform. I love right, right. team shoes. So for me, I would all automatically pick Jordans, right? But here's the thing about Jordans: some of the Jordans are not comfortable to hoop in. Some of them, actually, be truthful, I don't even think Jordan makes good shoes that are, they're aesthetically, you know, beautiful.
2: These are cultural
4: and fashion. And there's a but fashion, they're but they're not a comfortable, not a comfortable shoe. You know,
3: you can't hoop in them. So, I would say, I would say something of uh you know, they got the zoom air or something. I like a, the zoom air. Zoom air because you can move, you can cut. It doesn't seem like you're doing too much. So, I would have some of them be like something with an air, zoom air or something like that. I'd wear the uh, old man new balance that I wear every day. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to go to a basketball game where they
4: did have to play yes, in the old in man their new balance? Super ba- wide new balance, yes. low cuts. The
0: uh, guys would be getting carted off every second. The five the, the my five E's that I'm wearing for my fat feet.
1: Five. There you go. <laughs> Next, Mikey. Okay, this is a good one for uh I wish Brad was here for this one, but mm. we'll do it without him. From T P I J P who is the best athlete you ever faced yourself?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Oh,
1: wow. That would be great for Brad.
4: That would be really good for Brad.
1: Okay, you guys Damn. go. Um, Brad would say Michael Jordan. God. Let me just answer for Brad. He would say Michael Jordan. Oh, I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. I
3: got a lot. Yeah. Uh, Well, we played. We it's played. Big Mar- Ben, right? We played. I played. Well, yeah. Dang. I could, Let me. I played against Josh Cribs and Ben Left Leftwich. I played against Maurice Corrett. Obviously, I played when I was younger. I played against Mike Dawes. I'm trying to think of who's
1: is it played the crazy against friend. or played with best athlete you faced. So played against. Okay, mine's Mike sicky by the way.
3: Um. Okay, played against Steve Logan. He's pretty good. Um.
4: I'm trying to think.
1: I mean, Ben's the best player.
3: Bentley. I think, Bentley.
0: Yeah, Bentley was good, but boy, yeah. Ben, man, best player. I ben, all Like
3: he's all. Yeah, he. But you sacked yeah. him. Yeah, he's on the highlight you Talk twice. trash to him when you sacked him? No, I was – let me get back to this. Did he hurdle. say anything? Be, no, we were getting smoked, so oh, there yeah. was nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> For me, I count all sacks. Yeah. Sacks in crunch time and in garbage time sacks count, too. You had, like, the Rudy last play of the game sack on him? If I got the last play – like, I'm counting yeah. all that production. Yeah, like, no I wish – like, I, I would be mad when we would they would take us out. I'm like, listen, I need to be in there against Northeast Louisiana State. I need to be in there against <laughs> the, the Tennessee Tech Community Gather College. Numbers. Uh, yeah. tri- I killed Tri-C. I destroyed Tri-C. <laughs>
0: Five sacks.
5: Seven for loss.
3: <laughs> Jay,
5: how about you? Uh, I, I think... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
4: I don't know if he's the best athlete, but I, I actually had some success and got nailed by Jose Canseco. I gave up a home run. Oh, that's kind of dope. That wow. was, that was the second at bat. Was he that roiding was the up? first at bat? I struck him out swinging wow. on a cutter that he, I told him I was going to throw. Do you think he juiced between those two at bats? He was at the end of his playing career. Yeah. Um, I think he probably juiced before the game, not yeah, between right. at bats, but. What happened was my shortstop was Brett Saberhagen, who, by the way, was that's like kind of, one of crazy. the most ridiculous I didn't realize athletic, he was a hitter. In the oh, yeah. my God. Brett Saberhagen was yeah. a flat ball, basketball, sh- sh- shortstop, yeah. with unbelievable range. Just He was the best athlete on the team that could do everything. Yeah. And so in Little League, he was your pitcher, and he was your ho- leading uh, home run shortstop. guy, and yeah. your shortstop. That's usually yep. – but he had come to the mound. I, he had seen me throw for a couple innings, and when Conseco came up, he said – uh, low and away. Low and away, low and away, low and away. Mm-hmm. Okay. He fouled off a couple. And Conseco and I had a fun relationship where we were always jabbing each other. Uh, he's digging in for 0 2 count. I know. He was digging in with an 0 2 count. And I told him, cutter. I mm-hmm. I, 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 mouthed that I was going to yep. throw him the cutter. And I think he thought that I was lying and I was going to come back with a slider off. And I threw a cutter and he was just Boom. guessed wrong. And I got him. And he told me when I was coming in, it was the last out of the inning, when I was coming into the dugout, he was yeah. taking off his helmet, his batting gloves, he said, throw me that pitch again. <clears throat> and so, I was like, no, I'm not going to throw that pitch never again. See that. So, when I got him down, it was like 2-2. The next at-bat, I looked back to Saberhagen, and Saberhagen mm-hmm. gave me the head nod, like, give him the cutter. Yeah. And, and he was thinking that there was no way I was going to throw him that again. I, and I threw him that again, and he hit was, it over the fence.
0: I was, <laughs> was going to say that I've never faced anybody famous, but – I did play in a charity softball game with some former athletes. That counts. Joe Charbonneau
4: was one of them. Joe
0: was there, Len Barker, Carlos Baerga, although Carlos was on my team. Mm -hmm. He was was your teammate then. He was so fun. But the best guy on the other team, I believe I remember correctly, was Travis Hafner, and I was playing first base. And Travis Hafner came up. Oh I went God. to the outfield grass. <laughs> the, the Hafner shift. <laughs> and he, of course, hit it over the right field fence. Yeah. That's but uh, at the uh, Lake Erie Crusher's Field out in Avon. Was that's there a crazy.
4: softball fence set up or did he hit that no, over, he the hit baseball. over the No, he hit it over the fence. Okay, that's a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's
1: a shot. I, a actually, played a, I yeah. actually
0: played. This was only like three, four years ago, and I played a decent first base. I didn't make any errors. That's awesome. I caught every ball. That's great.
1: Nice. I'm changing my – I played Kyrie Irving and Michael Kidd Gilchrist on the same team. That was actually the answer. Oh, oh yeah, Kyrie. They beat us by, yeah. like, 95. It was so bad. Oh, they, <laughs> all right, last <laughs> one before you, we Jim. leave. We skipped the Cavs topics. so this is the Cavs question from Carlos Plaza. We have three minutes, so keep an eye on the clock. Who's a better matchup for the Cavs in the first round, the Knicks or the Nets. Nets.
3: Nets at this point, the Nets they've been stripped down. And if you lose to the Nets, we definitely they're playing have good problems.
1: right now, though. G, they're
4: playing, they yeah, but they, good they, right they're, now. they're up and down. They also look like crap 10 days ago. Fact, um, and, and here's my thing with the Knicks they're, well they're a coached. great road
0: team and they're well coached. And, and they, They're well coached, and they got two guys that can get you for Jalen Brunson's playing at a superstar level yeah, right now. They, I'll they say get,
4: this if they lose the first round oh, to
3: either of those teams, we, yeah, this season. In my book, goes down as huge failure. a failure. I, yeah. I have to, I have to disagree with Campy Russell. Yeah, yeah. we can ain't no wait and see for yeah, these yeah. first two. Now rounds. you're not getting past Milwaukee in round two, no, no
4: matter no. what you do. That's no, fine. No. I, no can, I can start I want, smelling the roses then. Yeah, but you know what I want? I want a six-game series with Milwaukee it, so we can maximize that experience. To in, me, in, if anything, they lose
0: a competitive six-game series to Milwaukee, that's impressive. Oh, the that's, year
3: was a, a success. Yes, yes. If they can do that, don't let it go game seven. Yeah. They, you they, never know. They, they, you, there's a game seven in Milwaukee with the pesky Cavaliers. I can see that. And, and they, you know what?
4: They'll be showing Jimmy Haslam courtside rooting for the Bucks. That's yeah, right. Yep. That's no not idea. a good look. Mike, do you want to squeeze
1: in a quick one before overtime? Is I don't know any of these are super quick. Uh, uh, I'll ask you guys one real quick. Best Irish food? Favorite Irish food? Corn beef. Corn beef. Uh,
0: you have any Irish food you like? Nothing. Beer batter. Potatoes. Fish. I got nothing. Well, yeah, Okay. Potatoes.
3: Fish and chips counts. Is, are yeah, potatoes true. really an
4: Irish food? Well, an everything well food. Irish food. It's how famine. they survived the famine. So, I mean, and every, most Irish dishes have potato in them because of that. That's true. And I love potatoes, guys. Me I can eat. You know what I like? This will freak you guys out. Try this. Peel a, a potato. Get a salt shaker. Throw some salt on the potato and eat it raw. Now, I know you're thinking, really? what? Try it.
1: Like an apple. That's how Just, Jay stays in yeah. shape. Try it. By the way, and and it, it
4: fills you up and it's zero calories.
1: And if you cut a, it... It fills you up. If the you, potato's not zero calories. Very little calories. Very little. If you, co- little. If you cut in a potato in half... don't have form. So you don't get more calories when you cook it. When you bake it, like, or fry it, like well, French fries. fry rice. it, yeah, but you yeah. bake it, it's the same but amount of calories. If,
4: <laughs>
3: Google how many calories are in one potato. McNuggets, if you chop... Very a, few. If you chop a potato in half and your windshield wipers don't work, wipe, wipe <laughs> a, half a potato on your window, it will beat off. It will beat off on overtime next.
5: (laughs) Hey, Prime members.